Okay, let's get started with the early version of Parshas Kisisa and Purim, as it falls out this year. We'll try to uh, get some um, some material in both. We'll have a couple of ideas regarding the Parsha. Those of you who listen to this uh, after Purim or uh, in other years, and um, but the first part we'll do the Parsha, and then we'll talk about two thoughts on Purim towards the towards the end. Let's start off. Haven't had a Vilna Gon in a couple of weeks. So we'll start off with a gra. Actually, two gras. I think one of them I mentioned before, but I did not see it in the Parshish Kisitsa past years. So we'll, we'll mention it now. The gra points out, second pasuk of the parasha. We know the first section of the very long first two alios in this week's parasha. First section is about the Machsas HaShakel. The Mitzvah Machsas HaShakel. Vaydab HaShem HaMoshel Eymar, Kisisas Rosh B'nei Yisrael of Kudahem. When you count, when you lift up literally, but we know it means count, the Rosh B'nei Yisrael, V'nasnu ish kofer nafsho l'Hashem ifkod osam. Each person will give the kofer nafsho. V'nasnu, in classic Gros style, the Vilna Gona is Vidayik in the Trap, in the Tameh HaMikra. Point number one is Vinasanu is Kadma Vazla. Vinasanu, it's Kadma Vazla. Says the girl, what's the significance of that? Kadam Vazal. Tevas Vinasanu, says the girl. Ta'ama Kadma Vazla. Vinira de Balarames al Maimer Chazava Mesechashavis. This word of giving and the trap, which we know the Gemara Dharm tells us that the Tamehamikra were given already in the times of Ezra, goes back. Many, many thousands of years, the Mesorah of our Tameh HaMikra. So it's hinting to the Gemara and Shabbos, which tells us, Amalei Rabchia Ludebisu, Rabchia told his wife, Ki asi anye, when a poor person comes, Agdimu Rifta, make sure to, even before he asks, make sure to give him, give him bread quickly. Give him before, he's bimaktim. Ki hechi dilekadmu levanecha. So that he will bimaktim to your children. Do it quickly, so he'll do it in kind. Why? Are you cursing me? Wait, so he'll give it to my children? My, we have enough to eat. We're not going around and begging. Oh my law, Rebbechia says no. The state, financial status of any individual is a certain level of one generation and a couple of generations from now, who knows? So Galgal HaChoser Ba'olam it's even what the Mepharshim point out, the word for money in Aramaic is zuz. Zazim. Zaz, it moves one place to another place. That's what zuz. So he said to his wife, make sure you give because it is a galgala choser. See, he says the gra. That's what's being alluded to on the word venasanu. Venasanu, give. Give tzedakah kadam ba'azal. Go quickly and give. And be makdim. That's the kadam ba'azal. Why? Because it's a galgal hachuzer ba'olam, it's a wheel that goes around and around. Vinasanu is a palindrome. Vinasanu is backwards and forwards. Vinasanu, it's like goes around and around. That's the grub. Vizeu sharamzalanu atorah hakdosha betam kadma vaazla haynu akdima riftala anye keichet delikul vanecha. It's dafka on that word vinasanu, and it's dafka kadma vaazla. Grub number one. The other grub I think we've mentioned. Another context, but here it is, right here on our pasuk. Zayitnu kol haover al hapakudim machazis ashekel. Give the machazis ashekel. So the Gra picks up on the word. Well, first let's focus on his question. Hikshu kol mafarshim lomatziva kodesh baruch hu itin machzis ashekel v'lo shekel shalim. Why only half and not a whole? 
many point out, half, because we're supposed to be ba'achtus with the rest of Klal Yisrael, but why half? Is there another idea? Everybody can give one too. Says the Gra, if we focus on the word machsis, we could get another idea. We know the Gemara tells us in uh, a number of places, Tztaka Tatsalimavas. Tztaka saves from death. One of the story of Ebekiva's daughter, that I should get married, and she was saved from, uh, from a snake by, because of the, the chesed that she did that day. But says the graph, you look at the word machsis, there's a tzadi in the middle. On the outside of machsis, you have mem and saf, which is mace. On the letters closer in, close to the tzadi, you have ches and yud, chai. So tzadi, which is the symbol for tzaka, somebody acts with righteousness and gives tzaka, so that, that gives chiyas, that gives life, that's high, and that prevents from death, mace, which is kept at a distance on the outside of the word. So machsiz ha-shekel because that machsiz is a remez, that the tzadi in the middle is what brings chiyas, is what brings life to those that are close and keeps misa away, is marchikit, and that's why it has those letters. Says the Quran, the last three lines, v'yamar shebetevus machsiz yishba heosios, the Gro read the Torah different than anyone else. And we start off, Baruch Hashem, with two thoughts, V'nasanu, Kadma V'azla, and Kalovar HaPakudim, Machatzis HaShekem. Okay, that gets us started. Now we start with a medrash at the beginning of the Parsha. Says the Medrash on the third Pasik, the one that we did not read yet. We just read the Pasik for a moment. Zeyitnu, this is what you should give. Kala over alapagudim, machatzisa shekel bashekel akodesh. Give half a shekel, asrim gira shekel, machatzisa shekel, terumal hashem. Zeyitnu, give this. Says the Medrash in the Yakut Shimoni, quoted at the beginning of source number three. Rebiona patar karye bi Yisrael balashin. Balashan as follows. Rabbi Yonah explained the Pasuk as follows. Zeh hushpalu. With the word zeh, they were low, they lowered themselves. They sinned with the word zeh. How? Later on in the Parsha. Ki zeh Moshe ha'ish. By the Egel. This Moshe, we don't know what happened to him. Ki zeh Moshe ha'ish. That was the low point. And with the word Zed, they were uplifted. Yes, in the way the Torah is written, we have the Mishkan here, but the Egel afterwards. But again, some of the Mepharshim explained. Again, we discussed this in the past. It could be that the beginning of our parsha took place after the second year related to the Egel. And that's Zed. And Zed says the Medrash says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. What's the significance of the word zeh? Zeyitnu. There are other midrashim about this also. The Medrash says in Shmos, Baaz, Baaz Moshe sinned, and Baaz he he came up again, and therefore there also Uz is significance. What about the word zeh here? What's the significance of zeh Moshe Ha'ish was their low point? 
part of the story of the Egel, and Ze Yitnu by Machza Shekel called Over Al Pudim. That is that is um, what is that significance? So Vihan Nir says Rabbi Yaakov as follows: Each Ze has a message for us. Each Ze. Let's take the first Ze, and hopefully we'll try to put them together. He has them all as two separate ideas. Means this. It's as if you're pointing to something. You find many places in Chazal where the word Zeh is, is somebody pointing out. It reflects clarity of vision. We discussed this last summer or two summers ago, Parshas Matos, where there it also says Zeh Hadavar, and Yaakov himself says, Zeh is a lotion of clarity. Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't understand what the moon, when he was supposed to be in Mekadish, the moon. Hachodesh hazeh lachem. Chazal say that Hashem showed Moshe the moon by the menorah. He didn't know what the menorah was supposed to look like. Also, the Lashon of zeh. Zeh always means pointing out clarity. Kemo, and also in Yehoshua. Zeh lachmeinu cham hetzteideinu v'chein matzinu ki zeh mabiyah zeh hadavar atzmo. Also, zeh is admitting to the item in front of me. Like we find in the context of Baba Metzia topic, when I admit to having part of what is being claimed from me, the Torah says, This is what I have. Zeh always means this. I'm pointing. It's clear. I recognize what's in front of me. Says Rabbi Yaakov, we understand the first Zeneh. Why? Zemoshe Ha'ish. What did they say? What did Am Yisrael say? In the Egel, this Moshe, Zemoshe Ha'ish, we don't know what happened to him. What's the message? They thought they knew who Moshe was. They said, Zemoshe Ha'ish. They thought they were on top of Moshe. They thought they could clearly identify Moshe. He's Vihine. If they would recognize, if they would have recognized that they cannot be massing Moshe Rabbeinu's godless, if they realized the godless of Moshe, they would have realized and known that you can't get a substitute for Moshe. Moshe is one of a kind. Line 16. Klomar, Sheyamod b'makom Moshe. Somebody's, we're going to get something or somebody in front of Moshe if they had true recognition and appreciation of Moshe. They would never have done this. So what's reflected by their saying, they think that they, they're identifying. That always means clarity of vision. I know exactly what's in front of me. We know what Moshe did and who he was and we could, we could, we could substitute. We could get a cow. Sin number one, Zeh, they denied the uniqueness of Moshe Rabbeinu. Zeh, they identified him. This is who he is and we can get a replacement. That's the first half of the Medrash. But then the second half of the Medrash, what got them raised up? The Zeh of Machsiz HaShakel. What does that mean? It says Rabbi Yaakov, first quoting the Ramban in the second column. Because of Ramban Khan. Moshe Rabbeinu Israel. 
Moshe Rabbeinu set the amount that would be required for Machzaz HaShakel for eternity. He said it. The same Machzaz HaShakel. Nowadays, there's a minog on Titus Esther to give Machzaz HaShakel as a, as a minog. There's no Machzaz HaShakel, there's no Chiyav. We're not giving towards the base of Mikdash. Line 5. If you think about it, it says Rabbi Yaakov, Ein l'chadavar ha'omei tachas t'muras hazmanim k'matbeya. There's nothing in the world that changes over time as much as money. As the Gemara talks about, every time a new king was elected, he changed the currency. He wanted his name on the, his picture on the, on the coins. Right? In the year of, right, the second year of this king and that king, currency is always changing. Currency is when, uh, when a country thinks it'll, it'll be better. We're going to get, right, one currency, the euro, no more of this, and the, and the, always, always getting better. Or different. Every king wants to put out his own mabeus. Like the Rambam says, When do you have the full status of a king? When you start printing your own money. That's a real king, the Rambam says in one place. So that's normal money. What does Moshe Rabbeinu say? The same machzaz shekel that I'm commanding you this is going to be for generations. Like the Pasuk says later on, right? Right? So the Pasuk says later on, right? Right? It'll be there. Says Rabbi Yaakov, you know what the emphasis is of Zayithnu? This exact coin you're going to give and this amount you're going to give forever because the Torah is immutable. The Torah is never changing. And the mitzvahs, Machzah Shechel, being an example. It's the opposite of regular money. My money, says HaKadosh says Baruch Hu, what I demand of you, that's never changing. Lo teitara v'chlefes, klorar, lo olam oso ha-shekel, lo pachos v'lo yoser, v'zu hi ha-chacha l'nitzchiyas ha-torah v'torah m'nashamayim. And this is a proof of the eternity of the Torah. L'fich ha-chupu ha-dezeh, they're uplifted by this belief of constantly and always giving the same machz ha-shekel. We are acknowledging that the Torah is forever. And at the time that Moshe Rabbeinu gave it, he set it for, for all of history. He even says with this idea of Zeh, you can also understand the Tanchuma, which he quotes, Beparsha Shkalem Amar Moshe Lavnei HaKadosh Baruch Hu Ribonah Shalolam Misha'ani Meis Einani Inizkar Moshe's worried at the end of his life, Hashem, after I die, am I going to be mentioned? Am I going to be remembered? Amalei HaKadosh Baruch Hu, don't worry about it. There's Parsha Shkalem. Ma'inin Shemitah, Eitzel Harsim, Ma'inin Shkalem, Eitzel Death of Death of Moshe. Chayecho, Keshem Shata Omeid Achshav, Venosin Lam Parsha Shkalem, Viata Zokifes Roshan, Kach Vachoshan Avishana. Why Dafka this mitzvah? You're going to remember, Moshe, I'm going to remember you with Machsa Shekel. Every mitzvah, according to Rabbi Yaakov, is beautiful, because Machsa Shekel is the mitzvah that reflects the eternity of the Torah. Because it's the same money. The same value. Got to figure out exactly how much is the value of a shekel kodesh, But it's the same. So the zeh of the sin, says Rabbi Yaakov, was they thought they knew who Moshe Rabbeinu was. Ki zeh Moshe ha'ish. And this, what they were raised up with is they realized and they absorbed the message of Machsuz HaShekel, zeh knew the nitzchius of the, of the Torah. Maybe at the end, Rabbi Yaakov is kind of emphasizing connecting the two ideas. Not only 
in the fact that they're two different animamins. Number one, that Moshe Rabbeinu is unique and nobody was ever like him and war be like him. And number two, the second of the animamins is the Torah is never changing. So yes, these two zez reflect two of the animamins, but it's connected. How will Moshe be remembered? How do we know that Moshe is unique? Because Moshe's legacy is the Torah, which is forever. So really, it's the same idea. The sin was the faulty way that they viewed Moshe Rabbeinu. It was because they didn't realize what his legacy was. The Mesorah, the Mesorah of the Torah, which was forever and ever, and once they realized that, then Lamafreya, they realized Moshe Rabbeinu. So the Zez are really connected. What do we say? Moshe Emes, the Saraso Emes. They go together. And that's Rabbi Yaakov's thought connecting and explaining the Midrashim, the two Zez. Moving right along. We know toward the end of the, of the Aliyah, Perak Laman Aleph, Pasig Yud Gimel. Laman Aleph Yud Gimel. Before the story of the Egel starts in Shani. that we mention it every year, so we'll just get, mention it again just to get it on the record. Why the first two Aliyos are so long and the next five are so short. Because the first two Aliyos, the second Aliyah talks about the Egel. And you don't want Yisrael to get that Aliyah. So that's why we have the first two Aliyahs. We let the Kohen and the Levi who did not participate late about the Egel. Right? They're not embarrassed about it. And then afterwards, the other Aliyahs, uh, the Yisraelim can lay. But at the end of Rishon, of course, we have one of the seven times in the Torah where it mentions Shabbos. Keep Shabbos. It's holy for you. We'll get kares. One of the formulations of Shabbos, a lot of halachas learned out from, from these. Shabsosai, the double Shabbos, we mentioned a couple of years ago, the Ksav Sofer, the double Shvisa that we do, the Ksav Kabbalah, the double Shvisa we do on Shabbos. But this is Shabbos. Rashi points out on Pasuk Yud Gimel, V'atah Taber B'nei Yisrael. What's the V'atah? It's connected to the previous section. Previous section spoke about some of the avodos of the Mishkan. Rashi says, V'atah. Even though I commanded you that you should build the Mishkan, don't think that you can build the Mishkan on Shabbos. No, there's there's Mishkan. It's very important. You've got six days a week to do that. No binyan ha Mishkan on Shabbos. That's what Rashi says. The juxtaposition of Shabbos and the Mishkan here is to teach us that Binyan Mishkan is not Docha Shabbos. Elsewhere, Rashi quotes that the connection between Shabbos and the Mishkan is, we learn all the Malachas of Shabbos, everything that they did in the Mishkan, we're not allowed to do on in, on, uh, on Shabbos. Okay. Says of Mordechai Elio, in the Divrei Mordechai, our second time visiting his, his commentary. Says the Divrei Mordechai, quotes Rashi. He has two points. First he says, second line, V'yish lohavin, madua what the Havamina? Why would they have thought that they were allowed to build a Mishkan on Shabbos? Hashem tells them Shabbos. Interesting, what was Shabbos if they didn't build a Mishkan yet, if everything that they're not allowed to do on Shabbos was learned out for the Mishkan? Okay, that's a good question. But, but why would they have thought that they could build a Mishkan on Shabbos? Hashem says Shabbos. What, you know, all mitzvahs? 
Hatshuvahi, the answer is simple. What's the purpose of the Mishkan? What's the purpose of Shabbos? Shaha Mishkan noad lios kli lahashras shchinasos shalakadosh baruch hu baaretz. The Mishkan is all about consistent hashras hashchina, about bringing a kadosh baruch hu's presence. As the Ramban writes, it's a continuation of Har Sinai. We want to bring a kadosh baruch hu's presence amongst us. That's the purpose of the Mishkan, to allow Hashem to have a residence here. And also, to be a kapar for the Egel. Therefore, it's possible that Jews might think, you're allowed to do malachas in the Mishkan on Shabbos. You're allowed to bring karbonos chova, obligatory karbonos that have to be brought on Shabbos, the carbon tummy, the carbon musaf. There are many malachas involved. Yet you're allowed to bring them. Why? The Mishkan was all about bringing, getting a kapara with the karbanas and ashras ashchina. So that's what Shabbos is about. So what's the difference? So we'll build the Mishkan on Shabbos. Because both reasons apply to Shabbos and the Mishkan. Right? Kapara and ashras ashchina. Kamash That's what we learn. That's not, not allowed. It's not allowed. Really, Shabbos takes precedence. Zosva od. And then he says, if you think about it a little more, let me explain it. Why you might have thought that B'nai Yisrael might falter here. Darko shaladam, shekasha hulot achardover misuyam. When somebody's running after and very excited about a certain act, a certain goal he wants to achieve. A lot of times, we don't focus on the means. We're just focusing on the goal. And we trample on certain means in the, with the justification that, oh, it's the goal, it's the goal. So I could, I could, I could just kind of act a little crookedly in terms of the means. I'm going to do a mitzvah. I'm going to do a mitzvah. It doesn't really matter how I do it. I can break things, physical things, spiritual things. I can insult people. You know what I'm doing? I'm going to do a mitzvah. Terrible. Says Rav Mordechai Maybe that's also part of this idea. Unbelievable mitzvah that they're involved in. The Nidvas Hamishkan, building a house for God. Okay, one Shabbos. But we're, you know what we're doing here? We're building a Mishkan. We're building a, a Mikdash. Vasuli Mikdash. They had unbelievable excitement. If you do the math, 65 days, done, finished. And it wasn't just a a structure. It was a very fancy, modernized structure. It was stationary, but it could be moved like that. Ready to move? Cloud moves? We're off. Take it apart. Oh, we're here, set, set it up. And it'd be pretty uh, modernized for that time period. It's got to be movable. It's got to be strong and set when it's standing. So says Mordechai so it could very well be that they would forget the means with justification of the end. So that's why. That's the Havamina. A, it's the same purpose, Shabbos and the Mishkan. And number two, because it's such a lofty goal, so they might say that, you know, I don't have to worry about the means as much. That's all 
idea number one. Based on Rashi, you might have thought that Binyan and Mishkan would be Docha Shabbos, and the Devere Mordechai adds and gives illustrations to Rashi's Pshat. But then he has a second idea. Another connection between Shabbos and the Mishkan, which we have to bring home into our lives. Line 19, Adko Biyarno Asmichas Aparshi is based on Rashi. Achlesmichas zu yesh bashmaos no sefes. Hanachona lorak lodor hamidbar. There's another message that not only is relevant for the dor hamidbar, ela af ubiikar lanu. She'en lanu lo mishkan lo mikdash ashachar bavonosein. There's another message. Chazal tell us in Mesechas Beitzan daf tezayin. Ki b'shabes yesh lo adam neshama yaseira. We know we get an extra neshama on Shabbos. And on Moshe Shabbos it leaves and that's why we have Bissamim. What's the purpose of getting an extra neshama? What's wrong with uh, one neshama? Mataras neshama hayeserehi So we can be sanctified in an even greater fashion. And it's easier to be sanctified on Shabbos if we just try to push. Because we have we have a double neshama. And that's by the way why I mentioned this in Daf uh, in the past why there is an ancient minhag, if anybody has yard site in a certain week, then all the available might have in Mayrif. More than, more, than, more than any other time. That they, do, they want the Amud. Avelim, we want the Amud on Moti Shabbos before the yard site. Right? That's why many shows the minhagas, even if they only have one minion, usually for Mincha Mayrif, for Mayrif on Moti Shabbos, they have six minyan. Everybody get it on. Why? Because that's the yard site of the Neshami Yaseira. That was the last time the Neshami, the Moti Shabbos before the yard site. So that's, that's also a yard site in a certain hashkafic sense. Anyway, so the Gemara says in Beitzah that we have an Hashem Yaseira, Tosef Ezu Mashpia Af Alatam Shomachali Shabbos. It's even in the physical realm that Hashem Yaseira affects that food tastes better on Shabbos. Right? We could eat Shalom tastes good, okay, Thursday night also sometimes in some yeshivas they serve Shalom, but it's Eno Dome on, on, uh, on Friday night late. On Shabbos afternoon, it doesn't taste the same. Because it's Shabbos. Even if we make fresh shalom during the week, it wouldn't taste the same. Not because it's leftovers. It tastes Rashi there in Beitzah. He doesn't quote it. Rashi says that you eat on Shabbos and there's something special about it. That's the Neshami Yaseira. Gam Be'inyan Karbonos, line 26. Matzinu Achilo Sheish Parallel. Shabbos has sanctified eating Mishkan has sanctified eating. The Gemara says, Part of the atonement process is that the Kohanim eat my carbon, and through that eating, I get Kapara. So there's sanctified eating on Shabbos, there's sanctified eating in Mikdash. Ulam. But in a time period when we don't have Mikdash, so there's only one sanctified eating left. Kolzman line 29, When we have a base on Migdash, the Mizbech, the Karbanas, can bring Kapara. V'yachshav, says the Gemara, Shulchanu Shalada Machaper. A person's Shulchan is Machaper. The mitzvahs that he does at the Shulchan. How he acts at the Shulchan. What he talks about at the Shulchan. Our Shulchan Shabbos is Machaper for us. Just like the Mishkan was Machaper for us. When a person eats l'shem shamayim and says divrei Torah, harei sholchana hu shemachaper. The sholchan is machaper. By the way, that's every day of the week. We don't have to like only give a divrei Torah on Shabbos. One is allowed to give divrei Torah at a Tuesday night supper. One's allowed. 
I paskin. Right? You're allowed to. Right? And then he said, Befrat Yom Shabbos Kodesh, especially on Shabbos, when the Achil itself, everything you eat on Shabbos, is, has added Kedusha. V'yishl Adam has the Shami Yaseira. If a person eats L'shmo, L'shemonik Shabbos, Divrei Torah. So that's a Kapara. And that's what he ends up by saying, Achashab Sosai Tishmoru, guard my Shabbos. What does it mean, guard it? Guard it that you treat it properly. That we eat properly. That we behave properly. That we look forward to it properly. That's the second connection. Says the Divri Elio, Shabbos and Mishkan. Both are Mechaprim if we use them in the proper way. Okay. So that's Shabbos. So now let's talk about two ideas, maybe three. The next couple of thoughts, the last few thoughts that we're going to have related to the Parsha. About the Chet Ekel, which we've touched on many times in the past. Different shot than what the Chet was. First idea, again, is a general approach, how to view what the problem was. And then we'll have two specific thoughts otherwise. Says Rabbi Yerucham, source 5. Vayar ha'am ki boshesh Moshe, they saw Moshe was late, and again in the past we discussed Rashi, Ramban, other pshatim, Rabbi Yaakov Kavanetsky, Rav Hirsch, in past years, and we read the psukim carefully, exactly, Different sukim give different messages about what the chait was. Rashi picks on some of them. The Ramban picks on others. So he says, Was it a Zara? Was it not a Zara? How could they have done a Zara? Why did God get so mad? So he quotes the Ramban. Ramban Mavar B'yeser Arichus. V'kosev. Sha'kosev atzmo mochiach ladas inyun ha'egel. The Ramban says, if you look carefully... It's clear that it was not a Vodazaro. We've quoted this Ramban. He's going to expand on it. Keep a fairish Amru. Elohim Asher Yelchulufanenu. Lo Sheyu Nosen Lem Chayim. They didn't say, let's build a God that will give us things. They weren't looking for that. Yelchulufanenu, a God that will go in front of us, but that means not a God. Like, they need a Moshe Rabbeinu replacement. Vizet Tamazachira, Moshe Ha'ish. No, they never, they never thought that. No. They needed another tour guide. And Rabbi Yaakov says, think about it. They were in the middle of the desert, two billion people. The leader that took him out is gone. They think he's not coming back. They're scared. They're scared. They were still sinned. And they paid for it, some of them. But they still sinned. So that's the Ramban. That's what they say. Chag Lashem Machar. It's still Lashem. Says Rabbi Rucham. Now let me expand on that idea. Biur Ha'inyan. Line 4. Hini Amr Pinchas Ben Yair. Pinchas Ben Yair says in the famous Brisa in Avodah Zara, which is the basis of the whole Sefer Mesul Tisharim, Torah Mevil De Zrizus. The Chulu and Zrizus is the Hirus and Nikius and all everything. Tara, Ruach, Kedusha. The whole process. Atachlaz HaShlemus until the ultimate completion of Shlemus. Lamadnu. What do you see from that, Brisa? Ki HaShlemus ain't a nickname's Bekfitza al Harashem. Shlemus is not nickname overnight. We don't go up the Harashem immediately. Ki im Beseder Hadargos. Madrega achas, la madrega shnia gavoa Spirituality is a ladder, it's not a trampoline. 
And therefore, they're step by step. He doesn't use those words. V'chein hawa aratachlis. Until you get to the edge. But life's a ladder. And if we try to jump, we're just going to come down. And it's not meant to be that way. And that's why the Brisa says, Torah mevili day zehirus. And then zerizus. And then nikius. It goes, it doesn't say Torah mevili day ruach hakodesh. No, it steps. That's the conditional and definitional. There's no jumping. It's amazing. Where else do you see this idea? Which mitzvah is supposed to remind us of all the other mitzvahs? Tzitzis. By one of the mitzvahs did it say, Uzachartim is called mitzvahs Hashem, Vasisim Osam. How does Sitzis remind us of all the mitzvahs? So says, so I think we mentioned one time in the past, just par- I didn't give it to you. Uh, in the, uh, the mitzvah shkulos, mitzvah shkulos, Revolbi writes, Sitzis are strings. It helps us remember a string that you pull and you're able, it attaches you to something. So all mitzvahs are like strings that we can connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Even just the shape we see the tzitzis, all mitzvahs are like, are like hanging down. You've got to pull it to, to get there. But Rav Yerucham says, based on his idea, no, what is tzitzis? What does the Gemara say? Gemara Menachis, Rashi quotes it at the end of Parsha Shlach. Because tzitzis with tcheles is domen liyam, to the sea. And the sea is domen to the rakia. And the rakia is domen to the kisya coven. Why? Just say, tcheles is kisya Just give us something that's mamish like the kisya coven. That'll be easier. No, that's not the point. It's not going to work. Hine lahgiya lezachiras kisei akavid leinyus shivisi Hashem lenegdi tamid to reach that level mitchila matchelas avoda midum aliyam. First, you got to go from tchelas to the sea. Mi madrega achas tachtona umi mena lahgiya madrega midarga ladarga adlerosha hamagiya hashemayim lekisei akavid. Eventually, the kisei akavid comes, but not right away. He says, that's what it is. Just give us something that makes us think directly about God. No. No, it's That's what life's about. And that was the Chet Says of Yeruchim, they wanted to jump. They wanted to try to get a representation and a physical image closer to make them feel closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It was like an Eish Zara. What another Benaviyu did later. They wanted to get closer. But they didn't realize that it's all steps. They didn't even realize HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't give them the Torah the day they came out of Mitzrayim. It took them seven weeks. They realize, how we spo- Moshe's not here. Okay, he's not telling us what to do. How are we supposed to connect to God? You know, we need something. So what did they make in Egel? In Egel is similar to a Shor, which is on the Kisei Kavit. One of the four images on the Kisei Kavit, an ox, an eagle, a lion, Yaakov Avinu. In Egel and a Shor, that's why they wanted the Egel. To because of, they want they, they wanted a closeness. They were serving a Baruch Hu. They weren't going to serve this. 
they lost the focus afterwards. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu knew that. Because when we try to bring something physical to jump the gun, to focus first on Kisi HaKavid and not first focusing on Tchelas and Yam and Rakia, says that that can have tragic consequences. Says Rav Yerucham, line 27, let's skip a little bit. Aval mehem mashchisim v'zofchim la'egel. It was a slippery slope. And once they built it, they started forgetting about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, like the beginnings of Avodah Zarah. V'al'ele hu asher amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu l'moshev yishtach v'lo v'yizbechulo. About those, that group of people, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says they're bowing down to it, they're serving it. They're, they're kihem ha'chataim. Those are the sins. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu knew this. And therefore he says, you can't do it and you can't have anything physical to represent me. Skip a couple of lines. Line 34. Everything related to some physicality related to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is off limits. Altazu Pesel, Tmuna. There are Isurim about making images of people, of the sun, and the moon. We've got to get to the details. So many Isurim related because of this danger. Because that those Isurim reflect jumping and not stepping, step by step. You're just going to lose it. Maybe you'll accomplish less, but you won't. In his words of the Chazal, you'll be cutting, you'll be uh, getting somewhere where it is inappropriate to be. Says of Yeruchim, that, that was the chait. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to teach them no physicality involved. You just follow by mitzvahs. Through the mitzvahs, you'll go step by step uh, getting closer to me. Okay, number one, related to the Egel. Number two, second idea. Interesting Gemara in Mesechah's Yuma. You know there's a lot more behind this Gemara than meets the eye. Says the Gemara in Yuma, I gave it to you at the beginning of source number seven. Shala Isha Chachama is Rabbi Eliezer. So a smart woman, Isha Chachama, interesting the Gemara calls that, is Rabbi Eliezer. Why is it that there were different punishments for different people who are involved in the Egel? If you look in Rashi, in Paraklamid Bey's Pasik Chaf, Rashi points this out. Because the Pasik says there, Moshe took the Egel, he burned it, he ground it up into tiny little pieces, he sprinkled it on the water, and he gave B'nai Yisrael to drink. This was, Chazal say, like an Isha Sota. He was being bodek them. He was checking them. If they had strayed, Rashi, Niskavein Lobat Kam Kisotos. He was checking them. And then Rashi adds, Shalosh Misos Nidonusham. There were three ways that people died there. And again, if you look at the numbers, it was a very, very small percentage of Jews that died by the Cheta Egel. Which supports the view that, no, it wasn't all of the Avodah Maybe there were some instigators. Three misos. If there were witnesses on Asra Besayef. Right, they were that sword. That was later on. Some of them died in a plague. And this is later on. Without Edom Asra, it was this B'dikas Amayim. But all different punishments. Three different punishments. Ask this Isha Chachama, Rebbe Eliezer, why different punishments? Amar Law, back to the Gemara, Rebbe Eliezer answers, 
Ain chachma lanashim ella beplach. No, women only know how to sew. That's what he answers her. That's what he answers her. Ain chachma lanashim And we'd rather not say that he's insulting her because we're talking about Rabbi Eliezer and the woman asked a very good question. What exactly is meant? Says Rav Schwab. Says Rav Schwab. And this thought reflects that there are differences in terms of the wisdom between men and women. Sometimes you see the thought one way, sometimes the other way. But there's validity to both ideas how it's suggested. But let's see the way Rav Schwab says it. Men and women, right? Different planets. Many times, and again, this is a generalization, and there are men who are not like this and women who are not like this, but says Rashwab in general, there are many times men can be very analytical. And focused on the details in front of them. And be machalic between this and that. And there are nuances that, that one might be aware of. That's male wisdom, let's call it, according to Rav Schwab. The wisdom of a woman is that she's able to see the entire picture. She's able to see a bird's eye view and be able not only to see the details in front of her, but the larger picture, like a plot, like when you make it, when you weave a baguette. Right, when you have strings coming together, it forms a larger unit, it forms a material, it forms a baguette. Men, according to Rav Schwab, focusing on the details and the distinguishing within the details, Mashiach a woman being able to see the larger picture, the chibur, the uh, debook de- between the parts. Go to the next column, V'zeo Masham Kasuf. This is even what the Pasuk says in Mishle. Chachmas Nashim Bansabesa. Women can build a house. Women are the Akaris Abayas because they're able to put everything together. She puts everything together. One could even suggest this idea of women being able to have this larger view. See, there's many personalities in, in, the, in the Torah where Miriam's able to, to see outside, Miriam and all the Nashim Sidkaniyos and Mitzrayim, to see outside the specific situation in front of their eyes the details, and say, you got to have another baby, we're going to have a gula. Sorry, Menu, by throwing out your smile. There's a lot of stories that might be connected to this. Rifki, Menu, with a brachas. Maybe it's the, could also explain Rabbi Meir and Bruria in Masechah's brachas, where Rabbi Meir wanted to, to fault the person and curse the person who was bothering him. And Bruria says, Again, many of these might connect to Rav Schwab's thought. But says of Schwab, maybe that's what's going on in this Gemara. Fascinating. He says, what's going on with the Egel? Again, it's, not, it's just different wisdom. It's not, a, it's not one Adifas over the other. What's, the woman asked, Rebbe Lazar, why Amy Sassan Shabbat? If you look at the bigger picture, everybody took part, part of the Cheta Egel. So why are there differences between the Misos? She'ikar havanasa begeder chibor v'divok. 
this Isha Chachama, her skill and her talent is seeing things together as a unit. Ke'en Malachas Aplach. Shemimenu Yotzim Achutim. Rebbe Lazar says, you know what I'm saying? There were different levels of, of sinners. But what's his answer? A woman's wisdom is Maplach, is with the sewing. He's saying that it's a different kind of wisdom. That's why he asked that question. Because many times women see in the larger, greater scheme. Somebody's going to email me and say, oh, no, women are, are focused on details and men miss things. A hundred percent. hundred percent. But at least there's a message here that we can take with us in terms of different strengths that, that people have. You might want to just focus on whatever spouse has whichever wisdom in the, in the relationship, but this is Rosh Okay. One final thought related to the related to the ego. Okay, this thought we mentioned in a drusha a couple of years ago. Pasuk tells us when Moshe Rabbeinu was told that your nation has sinned, Paraglamagimo Pasuk at the after after the uh, after he goes down and he breaks the luchos and he puts his tent outside the camp, Moshe Kachas Oh Banatalomikoslamachana. Whoever wants to come out to ask a question, he goes out to Moshe Rabbeinu. So, he's all alone there, except for one person. Pasuk Yudalv. Hashem spoke to Moshe face to face. Yeshua didn't leave. Shua didn't leave. Two questions. We'll ask question one and then question two and then answer question one and answer question two. Answer question number one. So what did Yeshua do, do there? Right? He just stayed outside? <laughs> was he learning with Moshe? Was he, was, he, was he getting something out of it? Yes! He wouldn't miss a second. But is there a deeper idea by the fact that Yeshua encamped right outside the tent? Question one. Question two is a question that's based on the Rishonim already. The Ebenezer and the Ramban point out that how old was Yeshua ben Nun at this time? 56. He was 56 years old. If you do the math, he lived to 120, 110, work backwards. The 14 years that he spent conquering and dividing, so working backwards, that's 96. 40 years in the desert, right? That's it. So, ask the Ebenezer and the Ramban. You call that Na'ar? 56-year-old is Na'ar? Sounds good to us, but why would he be called a Na'ar? First questions first. Says the Rinas Yitzchak, Rav Yitzchak Saratskin. First the Dvar Lamdis, and then we'll get to the Dvar Musr. Moshe Yikach has OL source number nine. He goes outside. Why did he go? Why did he plant himself outside? So he went to learn, obviously. But there's a deeper idea here. Says the Rambam, so line 11. HaRambam Beberg Zayin Milchaz wrote Seach. Talmud Shagalolair Miklat Maglin Rabo Emo. If a Talmud, if a if a student killed somebody by accident and had to go to an ear Miklat, his Rebbe goes with him. Shinamar Vachai Aselo Kedesha Yichya. The Rebbe goes there because it's not life without a Rebbe. It's a, it's a great Hashkafic Rambam as well. Somebody's without a Rebbe, it's like they're dead. They're not alive. Right, what does the Gemara say? 
Rishayim afilu b'chayeim, nikra mesim. Because we're not alive. We're sitting there, but we're not there. V'chein harav, shegoa maglen yeshiva so'imo. If a Rebbe goes into Gullus, Ritzicha B'Shogeg, his Talmidim go with him also. Harei, the Baalei HaChachma Umavaksheha, if somebody loves Torah and is not involved in Torah, they're not alive. They're, forget it, it's finished. So we see so many of our Baalei Masorah, even when they're old, and even when they can barely move, they get into a shear, they start giving shear, they're jumping there a lot, right after the shear, can't move again. Because because Torah is Mechayazem. That's their oxygen. That's why Yeshua ben Nun went to sit outside next to Moshe. Top, here, it's not because of Ritzicha. But a Rebbe that goes into Golis, Maglin Yeshiva Imo. Lefize Nire, Ziafa Gav Shagom Avakshi Hashem. Hoyu Yotzim Elo Amoed Hashem Yichutz Lamachaneh. Yes, even though it says anybody who is Mavakish Hashem went to sit outside the camp. Yoshua Shaloh HaYashir Lebakashas HaChachma Shaloh. There was no end to his Bakashas Chachma. Kishem Moshe Gala. Gala Yoshua Imo. Lekayim. To be Mekayim the Mitzvah. Rav Shagala Maglin Yishiva So Imo. And the message of the Mitzvah. Even Moshe Rabbeinu. You know, he's involved in Torah. He's involved with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But Yeshua goes out there. That's why, number one, why he went out to sit there with Moshe Rabbeinu. Number two, the second question we asked, and this is what we mentioned a couple of years ago. Why was he called Na'ar? He was 56 years old. So the Rinat Yisra quotes Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. Second line, second column. In Oshea it says, Hashem says, I love the Jews. The Na'ar Jews. What does that mean? It says Yisrael Salanter. When a Jew acts with an attitude of youth, Kodesh Baruch Hu loves it. Because what's youth? Youth is future focused. Youth dreams, aspirations, goal setting. It's all about what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do. And it's very exciting and we do it and we're looking forward to the next stage. It's very future focused. Zikna is the opposite. Zikna is looking at what have I, what have I accomplished? What have I done? Did I, make a, did I make a difference? I'm still involved, but did I make a difference? I still have to finish up some loose ends. I still have to... Finish up some projects that I have done. Not that. Generally, there are new projects. No matter how old we are and what stage of life we're at, kinar Yisrael ve'aveyu. We have to have the attitude of na'ar. No matter we could be in our 90s, we have to have the attitude of na'ar. What can I do today? How can I impact today? It says if Yisrael Salante, that's the pshat of the Pasuk in Oshea. And that was Yeshua Benun. Can constantly higher and higher. That's that's youths. That's what Nair is all about. And he says that's what Simcha Zissel says. Why the Kruvim were children? Because children, the attitude you want to get, to, you want to gain in Torah, you want to become close. He says you have to have the attitude of 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 like a child. A child always is looking ahead and looking forward. And not only is it the face of a child, but the wings are held upward. The Rinas Yisla quotes his father, who I think is the son of the Azayim Latar. The Rinas Yisla thinks the grandson. 
Keep going up and up. It was always, it was constant. He was always yearning and searching for more. And that's why he was Zoche, to be the star pupil, the only pupil, the unique pupil of Moshe Rabbeinu. And he was called the Na'ar here, even as he got older, because he had, he had that attitude. He had that attitude. There are those, the Gemara came up in Dafyomi last week, the Gemara says in Temura that at the end, end of Moshe Rabbeinu's life, he asked Yoshua Benun, source number 10, you have any other questions for me? And Yoshua says, no, I haven't left your side. And at that moment, Yoshua forgot thousands of halachas. And the Imre Baruch, Rabbi Simon quotes with Suriel, who says, maybe because even a little, little, little bit that attitude wasn't there for a second. The nar attitude. And maybe that's what happened at this moment. But really, Yoshua had that attitude. He was always a nar. But maybe that's the Gemara, because even at the last day of life, we have to always be focused on what more could I learn, and how else, in what other areas can I grow. So, three ideas about the Egel. We have Rav Yeruchim, about going step by step. We have Rav Schwab, the message of men and male and female wisdom, and we have the Rinas Yitzchak about always having the attitude of Narus of Yeshua Binun. Two ideas let's leave with related to Purim. One, as we started with the Vilna Gon, let's let's end with the Vilna Gon. This girl is quoted in the Torah Ladas by Bloom Sefer, source number twelve. The Medrash tells us in Esther Rabbah when the Letters were sent out. Mordechai wanted to see if he could get a sign about what the what the outcome was going to be. So Mordechai was walking and he went past three different children and he asked them, "No, tell me what you learned in yeshiva today." Seeing if he could he could uh, get any signs. So line two, Rab Mordechai Gimel Tinoko Shayibon Mi Beisayfer. Mordechai ran after them. You know, picture the Mordechai Yehudi, the God of Adar, long beard, running. Shalachad man, psokli psukacha. Can you please, um, what did you learn today? Amar lay, so he said to him, Altira mipachad pitom, umishoas v'sham kisava. Have no fear. Have no fear from a sudden danger. Okay, first pasuk. Pasach hasheni v'yamar. He asked the second boy, knew? What did you learn in yeshiva today? He wasn't going to quote him uh, a Mishnah, right, at this time. Right, he was, he was quoting him, he was quoting him, uh, the rest of Tanakh was already, uh, was already there. Esther was at the end. Pazach HaSheni V'yamar, Ani Karisi Hayom, Utsu Eitzo Visufar, Dabu Dabar Vilo Yaakov, Ki Imanu Kel. Number two. Pazach, Mordechai goes to the third, third child. Pazach HaShlishi V'yamar, V'yad Zikna Ani Hu, V'yad Seva Ani Asbo, I am old, but I'm going to give a Yeshua. I'm going to give a Hatzalah. Mordechai hears these three psukim. He walked around like there was no such gzera. He took it as a simon. Oh, Baruch Hashem, nothing to be worried about. Ask the Vilna Gon. Or ask Rabbi Blue. Why do you need three? Why not one? One's not good enough. 
And then he quotes a second question. The Gemara Megillah tells us, famous question, Haman did the Goro, and Bunt landed on Zion Adar. Baruch Hashem, Zion Adar, the day that Moshe Rabbeinu died, and he didn't realize that he was also born on that day. And again, Srichanan Olahav in line 14. If Haman was such a Chacham that he knew when Moshe died, he wasn't a Chacham enough to know when Moshe was born. He didn't know that much Jewish history, only a little bit of Jewish history. Right? He only uh, know the yard site. What, if he already did the research, they didn't tell him when Moshe lived? So, first question, why three? The Grah. As we started with the Grah, we have another one here. The Grah says these three psukim are keneged, the three times that Amalek attacked the Jewish people. Each one fitting perfectly. First time, Vayavo Amalek, Vayilachim Yisrael Berefidim. First time we were attacked... Amalek came and got us suddenly. It was a surprise attack. Nobody had attacked us before. We went out of Mitzrayim. We were flying high. Baruch Hashem. Run away to get the Torah. Unbelievable. Al-Tira mipachad pitom. Sudden attacks. Umishoas rasham kitavo. Ramaz lo line 25. Al-Pama rishona shabah Amalek v'hashvedes b'nei Yisrael. That's the first Pasik. So Mordech is like, okay, what about the other times? Next time, when did Allah attack us? Back to line 19, Parshas Chukas. After Aaron died, the Pasik says, The Kenanim, the king of Arad heard, And Rashi says, Yoshev HaNegev, that's a reference to Amalek. What does it mean, Kananim? They dressed up like the Kananim so that the Jews would dive into Hashem. Please save us from the Kananim. And therefore, they wouldn't dive in that we should be safe from Amalek and they'd be able to attack us. Amazing. Amalek knew the Koach HaTfilah. And if we dive in for the wrong thing, you know, it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't work as well. Related to that, Utsu Eitzo Visufar. Dabru Dabru Velo Yakum. They try all the Eitzes, all the tricks in the world. Kodesh Baruch was going to protect you. And finally, the third, Mordechai is like, okay, that's number two. What about number three? What about now? So Ashlishi. So what's the Pasik? Adzikna Anihu. That's the Matzav at that time. Line 32 now. Everybody else didn't want to touch the Jews. Miyad Amalam Haman Haman says, Kfar Hayazakain, Kfar Huzakim in Yacholasos Klum. He's finished. God's old. After all, look what my, the Alta Zayda did. Right? The Nebuchadnezzar. Right? Shekvar Allah Nebuchadnezzar, Vechem is Beso, Vesorab is Echalo. Where's his Kfur? He's old. He's old. He's not nothing to worry about. What does the Kaddish Baruch Hu say? Ad Zikna Anihu. I might be old, but I'm not done. And us, I'm Achron, and I'm going to be here. And that's the third pasuk says the Groh, and that's what gave Mordechai. That's what gave Mordechai the Simcha. And just related to that last element of Zikna, Rabbi Bloom now explains 
Maybe that's the focus on the death of Moshe and not on the birth of Moshe. Haman thought, what does it mean Moshe Rabbeinu died that day? He thought Nisim are finished. Nisim are gone during the time of Moshe Rabbeinu, a tremendous Nisim. But now, okay, there was one, maybe he didn't hear about the walls of Yericho. But generally, it's, it's Olam Kimin Hagunoe, this Teva. There's wars. They fight wars. They've won. They've been successful. But now that Beis Amikdash is gone, and Haman says, Moshe Rabbeinu died. The period of Nisim is gone. That's what his emphasis is. And Rabbi Bloom says, no, but he didn't realize that Moshe was born. What does that mean? When Moshe was born, there were also Nisim Beniflos related to his birth. Biderech Hateva. Biderech Hateva. And that's what Haman didn't realize. He was born and he was hidden for three months and they didn't find him and they put him in a basket and surrounded their saved from the crocodiles and the boats and it didn't capsize and taken into the house of Pyra. All Biderech Hateva. All Biderech Hateva. His birth was surrounded Biderech Hateva. That's the message. He only thought he, Moshe was died, meaning Nisim are done. That's true, but the Purim story is not about Nisim. The Purim story is about Teva, about Hatzalah, B'derech HaTeva. That's one. Final idea, let's just mention, related to Purim, is from the Minchasasha, Rav Asher Weiss. Rav Asher Weiss puts together two Mishalim that we're all familiar with, but if you put them together, so we get a message out of that. Rashi, in two places, the two places a la Torah where Amalek is discussed, Pashas Kiseitzi and Pashas B'Shalach. Pashas Kiseitzi, Rashi gives a marshal, and B'Shalach gives a marshal. Kiseitzi, what does he say? Shahayu, source 14, Kala Umos Yireim Lilachim Bachem. All the Umos were scared to fight, and he came, meaning he was the one that jumped into the hot bathtub, and he cooled it off for everybody else. Marshal number one. Mashal number two, Parshas B'Shalach, Rashi quotes, line six. Somach Parshas Zulu Mikrozel Omar, Tamid Ani Benechem Umuzalom Muzumal Chotzer Chechem. What does Amalek have to do with the previous Parsha? It's to teach us that Hashem says to us, I'm always there. V'yatem Omrim Ayesh Hashem B'Kirbeinu Amayin. You wonder where I am? Chayechem. Shakel Abba Benoshech Eschem. You wonder, God, are you taking care of us? We need food, we need this, we need that. And Rashi gives a mashal. You have a child who's on his father's shoulders. And he says, Abba, can you get that for me? Yeah, please get it. Can you get that? Can you buy that for me? Can you pick that up for me? A, the father's giving him the thing, all the kid, all the things. And all of a sudden, somebody walks by and says to the kid, Hey, where's your Abba? The kid says, I don't know. Have you seen him? And the father says, you don't, you, don't know, you don't know who I am? You don't know where I am? He takes a shot and he throws him down. That's what happened at Kodesh Baruch. Kodesh Baruch who says, you're, you're not mocking me? What I will do for you? Amalek's going to come. That's the second marshal. Says of Russia Weiss, if we put these two together, we get a very important message. And that being, there are terrible Rishayim in our history that try to wipe us out, that try to attack us, Amalek, and yet... What are, what are Chazal trying to tell us even about a Amalek here? The reaction of a Jew always has to be tefillah, obviously, but introspection. What could we do? How can we better ourselves? Yes, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to be down the other nations. But what we do is, not only he's the, they're the B'nai B'li'al jumping into the hot bathtub, for everybody else. They are Rishayim. But there's another mashal. 
We didn't. We, we brought it a little bit on ourselves. We have to look and see what we could do. Line sixteen. Belimud gadol later lo mod mikan shagam b'shas tsara v'tsuka kasher atzara tsorer uma arisha machbida ola ola alenu. We're being pushed as much as we can. We have to try to see how we can improve our connection to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And he said that even explains the story. We've quoted this story in other contexts as well from Rav Asher Weiss. The Gemara in Gittin, where Rabbi Shua ben Hananiah, source 15, once went to a big Roman city and he saw a little boy in jail. Beautiful. He says to him, he says, Minatan Limshisel Yaakov. He saw the Bozazim. He says, who, who did this? Who did this to you? Who put you, was it a gorgeous child put you in here? What's the kid's answer? Let's see how old he was, but it calls him a Tinoch. Halo Hashem Zuchatanulo. Velo Avu Bidrachav Haloch. Velo Shamu Bitoraso. That's the Pasik that he answers. Rabbi Shua ben Hananya. Shua ben Hananya hears the Pasik, he says, This is going to be a Gadol Batorah. And then he gathered money, and he redeemed him, and that boy became Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha. Answer of Russia wise, how did he know he would become a Gadol? How did he know? What an awesome person and the change in Jewish history he would make. Because what was his reaction when he was asked, what happened? Why are you here? So most of the time when, when we're put somewhere we don't want to be, I, I'm, I'm innocent. That was, it was a faulty trial. The, the witnesses, the this and that. What does he say? The Romans we're talking about. He says, look, we have to do what we can. He says, and that's what, and that's how we knew. Somebody, uh, somebody takes responsibility like that upon themselves. He says, that's, that's a God of Israel, and that's how Rav Shua ben Hananya knew that this child would be a God Hashem, we should all try to do what we can in our own, getting ready for Kabbalah Satorah, Kabbalah Satorah Shabbal Peh, as we have Kimu Mashakib Lukfar, should be Zochet to be Misaki, all of the aspects of the Chet Ekel, as we discussed a number of points, always keeping the attitude of Na'ar, and doing what we can in order to bring Nachas Ruach and Kiddush Hashem in the world. Be'ez Hashem, next week we get back to Wednesday. Week from Wednesday, we'll get Wednesday. Everybody should have a free and Purim, Purim, Sameach. And we should be Zochet to Nisim Neflos, Be'amenu.